Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the hell out of you listeners. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. October 15th, we have a new drop. Our fall drop, our fall line is coming out. And we got some awesome new stuff coming out that you guys are not going to want to miss. A um, couple things that we got coming out. We got a new fish lift t-shirt and sweatshirt. The return of the deadlifting bear, the crowd pleaser. It's coming back. Uh, the return of our first ever HLE shirt. So OG throwing it back. Uh, we've got my personal favorite deer camp shirt coming out. Uh, it's got a cabin on it. Deer camp, very reminiscent. Love it. Totally appropriate this time of year. Uh, crew neck sweatshirts. We got two new stickers coming out and we have three blaze hats coming out. Perfect for hunting season and hunting regulations where you need to wear blaze orange. Check those out. And then I think the most long awaited, most excited uh, people are pumped about. We got three styles of HLE shorts coming out that you are not going to want to miss. So check that out October 15th. We appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. Got another great episode coming at you for tonight. Uh, we're going fishing again and it's fun to say that and it's been a reoccurring thing lately of us saying we're going fishing and we're all just sitting here staring at each other and we're not really fishing but we want to be fishing. So we figured best way to do it, let's talk some tips about it and we got the experts again. I got the one and only Casey. What's going on man? How are you tonight? Good, man. Glad to be back. I see you got a whole setup now. You got a nice camo chair. You got a boom mic. You got the mic. Your voice sounds really good. It's like official back there now. We know after listening to that first Tuesday tips that I was on, it sounded like I was in a third world country. So I had to had to step my game up a little bit. Yeah, you went from a Campbell soup cam to an actual microphone. It's good to, good to see the uh, improvements there. I'm just trying to be and cool then, like you, Bobby. Uh, yeah, take, take a number, get in line, man. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we've got the one and only John Hatton. What's going on, John? How are you, man? What's going on, fellas? It's good to be back. It's been a while. It has. And you know, it's funny you say that because when, after I was listening to today's Tuesday Tips episode, it shuffled back to an old episode you were on, episode 24 with you, Luke, and Perry. And I was just like Thanks, cracking up laughing. I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty weird that it – cycled to that one so it was cool to listen to that one man yeah it was a while ago but it was a good one for sure i think we were at luke's kitchen table (laughs) trying to talk (laughs) into one mic together (laughs) that's hysterical see that made it even better now listen no yeah (laughs) we're coming a long way since then yeah that that we're all over the place right now well we're going to fishing and I don't have a tip because we're doing freshwater fishing today and i'm gonna let casey i'm gonna let you kick it off man with your uh tip for us give us what you got all right so i'm going to keep things pretty relative to to bass fishing and freshwater um really in my area down here in north georgia but this time of year um you know really we're trying to mimic bait so a lot of the bait fish in our area are you know relatively small less than three inches so um you know whereas if you're a dominant power power fisher like i am you know it sometimes it's hard to um, to make yourself downsized to, to you know quote unquote match the hatch, but um, you know going into these fall months that's um, that's something that really will benefit you a lot is just taking taking techniques that you you are your normal normal comfort techniques and just downsize it. You know, I like to throw a lot of jerk baits this time of year. Um, I like to throw jerk baits year round. You know, it's it's a very good um, 
bait fish mimicking technique, but it seems like this year when you, you know, you'll downsize to, uh, you know, to a smaller body jerk bait and you'll get a lot better reaction from the fish. You know, you'll get a lot more, um, a lot more hookups and, um, you know, swim baits and any, any kind of bait fish mimicking lure, just, you know, going into these fall months, just try downsizing it a little bit and, um, you know, get the bass going after whatever, um, what they're naturally chasing in the first place. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff right there. Now you're primarily fishing bass or do you do any other species or is it just you're primarily with bass? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll fish anything. I mean, it's, I mean, primarily bass. I mean, I, I don't feel like in any other species that I have enough experience or knowledge to really give any useful tips, but if it lives in the water, I'll go after it. It doesn't bother me at all. But, um, you know, in, in the waters we have down here, there are a lot of bycatch, um, like, you know, the lake right here at the house, I think I probably caught three pickerel the other day, just, um, just in a little bit of, you know, jerk bait fishing and I mean, catfish, perch, um, striper, you name it. Um, I mean, any, any time when you're fishing, trying to mimic, you know, the natural bait fish that, that all of these fish are eating one way or another, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to get some other stuff, but, um, um, prim- primarily targeting bass. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you, John? What do you usually, are you now? I know you're a big fly fisherman. Are you primarily bass too? Or are you doing a lot more trout fishing or? So I'll, I'll dabble a little with bass in late spring, early summer when they're a little bit easier to get from the shore or they're running up in the creeks and rivers up here. So I'm from New York originally and we have a great cold water species fishery up here with salmon, steelhead and brown trout that run into the lake and um, they're in there all summer. So you, you can only get to them if you, you know, go out on a trolling. But as this time of year co- comes around, the water starts getting a little colder, nice, a little shorter. They start making their run up into uh, all the rivers and streams that attach to Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, any of the Great Lakes, any body of water that, that hits it, these fish will run up it. So that's my specialty. I was actually just out fishing for some steelhead earlier today. Got about four of them. And my nice. tip is scout the water that you want to fish in this time, of, you know, late, late, uh, late summer, early fall before the rains really start pushing through. Go get familiar with the creeks because they change over the summertime. You want to see it when everything's low and clear, you know, where the rocks are and all the little ledges and all the shoals. Because these fish come in, they migrate through these creeks so you look at these you know three to five foot pockets in a otherwise shallow creek those fish will hold up there when the water's high and muddy and that's where you want to target them on those days where i love fishing right after a storm so we had a big storm come through yesterday blew the rivers out brings a ton of fresh fish in and as that water starts receding and that mud starts calming down that's when you really want to target them and those fish are moving uh other than that you know our, our creeks get pretty clear here until about November. So they're, um, fish are a little spooky. So small baits, small lines, small hooks to dial everything down, real calm presentation, real, but just have some patience with it and get out there and have fun. Uh, and if you live in the Northeast or anywhere around the great lakes, any, any body of water that touches those, those lakes are going to have fish in them pretty soon. So get out there, get some scouting done, get your gear ready, get your tackle ready. I had to break out a few pair of waders from the garage and they had some stuff on them that I didn't want from the summer. So 
you know, make sure everything's clean and organized and ready to go. Cause anytime this rain comes through and bumps the water up just a little bit, you're going to have a fresh pot of fish coming through. And those are the good ones that you, whether you just want to go out and catch a few or you want to take them back to the smoker, you want to catch those fresh fish that come in when they're nice, bright, mm-hmm. silver. Those are the good ones to keep and eat and smoke up. So that's my tip for you guys is, uh, today is just like you would go and scout your hunting land, go and scout your fish and water just the same. That's awesome, man. I love to unpack that because I never realized that after a fresh rain that the fishing is better that way. Is that true with you too, Casey? Because I never, I never realized that, man. Yeah, the rain definitely dictates a lot of stuff here, um, especially when it comes to being able to chase fish, you know, further up into re- into rivers and back into um, into creek pockets and stuff like that. Um, right now, really though, it's more dictated by where you know where the bait is. Um, you know, there's a lot of bass right now that are just, they're, they're schooling up and you're finding these bait pockets that are just, I mean, they're enormous and the, and the bass basically push them up into coves and, um, I mean, they're just sitting there, you know, picking them off, you know, one by one as they kind of venture out. And, uh, I mean, depending on the size of the bait pod, you know, it might be there for, you know, a day, two days, whatever. But, um, you know, that kind of the, the big reason for, um, you know, trying to mimic the, the bait fish so much is because these bass are coming off of their su- summer pattern when they've been, you know, super lethargic and they're just now getting back out and moving around a lot more mobile. Um, we're getting a lot more oxygen back in the water. So they feel like getting out and hunting and, um, yeah, so the rain will definitely, you know, impact that, um, rain kind of, here in North Georgia anyway, you know, with, uh, a lot of red clay around here, the rain, it, more does uh damages to the water clarity than anything but it it definitely pushes fish around and hey john i had one question um you know you were talking about you know when y'all started seeing your cooler water temperatures what what does that look like in your area because like yeah we're seeing you know a cooling trend here too but man i'm talking like low 80s to to upper 70s the further north like up more towards the mountains i get into Mm -hmm. um like where the rivers are feeding into the lakes and stuff so what uh like what are what are cold temperatures there the water i look for anything under 70 once it gets around 70 the fish start shutting down especially when they hit the river because they can come in on a cold night cold morning the water's you know 60s once it bumps up over 70, that too is steelhead. So we have a, a huge steelhead population and it's, um, I, I practice mostly catch and release too. So most of the time you're, you're letting the fish, you know, go back and do its thing. You want to spawn and, and let them do their thing. So anything over 70 degrees, you put the, the steelhead at risk of uh, mortality in the river. It's not, you know, I've seen some pretty hardy steelhead, so you don't have to, it's not a, you know, hard and fast rule, but generally lower than 70, you're, you're going to start seeing some fish pushing. Um, I actually look more so for the overnight temps for the air temps. Once it starts getting below 50, you know, you get some 40 degree nights that, that really drives the fish in. Um, it's weird too, with the full moon, sometimes you get a full moon that just pushes fish a little bit harder, but, um, cause it's the, the steelhead will come in this time of year, but they're not going to spawn until the spring. Um, so the water temps trigger their spawn more so in the spring, anything under 70 degrees water, water temp for the fall fishing though, those, those fish are going to be healthy. They're going to be active. And, uh, you can bet, you know, if you, if you're catching and releasing, those fish will have a pretty good, um, you know, 
chance of survival and continue on with their, their journey upriver. Yeah, it's pretty similar to here. You know, whenever my mind really starts switching to the fall transition coming off of summer is like what you mentioned about the nighttime temps. You know, mm-hmm. when we when we really see that nighttime temp get down into the into the seventies and eighties, it seems like just overnight you can go out and it's you know, to somebody that didn't really know what was going on, it would be like, Man, the lakes are covered up in bass now that haven't been there. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you're avid about it, I'd you know, start getting out there now anytime the temps drop. But if you just, you know, want to come up one or two trips, I would wait probably another month until those overnight temps really are consistently in the 40s those you know, and then once you get that that prime water temp is probably 56 58 up to low 60s those fish will be really active and they'll be very aggressive in those rivers and the more fish in the river the more generally aggressive you'll get out of the pods too so it's easier fishing so if you're looking to travel to the northeast or even to the northwest for the pacific you know salmon steelhead those kind of things you want you want to look for those kind of temps and, and those kind of setups. That's awesome. And you made another good point that that's very relevant to, to bass fishing too, that I want to mention, you know, anytime we're downsizing baits and um, stuff like that, this time of year, you definitely want to consider downsizing your line as well. Um, you know, coming off, you know, the summer months when we're running some deep crank baits and deeper swim baits and stuff, I might have 15, 17, even, you know, some of my jigs, like 20 plus pound fluorocarbon, where when I'm backing down to these smaller jerk baits now, um, you know, 10 pounds, eight pound, And, you know, it still sounds like a lot of weight and it is if you don't realize it, but the biggest thing is the, is the line diameter that we're dealing with then. Um, you know, cause if the water, if the water's clear, you know, it's, it's just something that's that much more visible, but, um, another thing too, is just the, the buoyancy of the line so mm-hmm. that, you know, the, these fish are coming off their, their deep patterns. So they're, they're still down there pretty good. I mean, we're not catching fish, you know, in much above five foot of water right now. So, um, you know, that, that lighter line still allows you to get those smaller baits down to where the fish are in the water column. That's a good, that's a good point. What do you, do you usually, um, uh, rig up with fluorocarbon or monofilament? It depends on the, on the technique i would say probably i'm sitting i'm looking at my rod carousel right now i I would say probably 70 to 75 percent of my rods right now have fluorocarbon um and then even some of my like finesse techniques there's a lot of like braid to braid to leader stuff with fluorocarbon leaders and there's some straight bait um really the only the only monofilament i use is on some like lighter um topwater baits right okay I've always fished with fluorocarbon here for all leaders, tippets, everything. Just because a long time ago it was, you know, marketed as more nick proof and you're fishing around a lot of rocks and structure here with the river. So mm-hmm. generally look lot you know, looked at that. But I might I might throw some monofilament in the bag this year and see how it does. If you held a gun to my head and told me that I had to pick one kind of fishing line to fish with for every single technique, 12 months a year, I, I would pick fluorocarbon. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because of the versatility of it, you know, you can get it from, you know, down to nearly nothing up to, you know, 20, 30 plus, um, mm-hmm. plus pound test. And, um, you know, it performs well. It doesn't have an excessive amount of stretch, kind of like I feel mono does, um, but you, yeah. you can still, um, 
like when I'm flipping jigs around docks and, you know, brush piles and stuff like that, like I can still, I can still horse those fish enough to be able to pull them out of stuff. And, um, kind of like the abrasion resistance that they have, you know, yeah, some are better than others, but you know, as, as a whole, I, I rely on fluorocarbon a lot. Right. That's good. All right, cool. I'm just listening and like, I realize how much knowledge I don't have for fishing right now. And I'm like, it's just like you guys are down to the line and like, I'm sitting here like Googling it because I'm like, ah, yeah, I suck at fishing compared to these guys now. That's That's awesome. Everyone's got their way of doing things. And I mean, I don't know, Casey, the smallest diameter you got, but I was running four pound fluoro for the trout out here. I mean, these big 10, 10 pound steelhead. They're, they're, They're no, you know, it's not a small fish, but they're fucking smart. <laughs> the, yeah. it, it takes maybe a day or two of being in the river before they get line shy, and you just gotta you gotta size everything down. Real tiny hooks, and you know I'm talking size 14 egg hooks that are just teeny tiny. Yeah, but uh, well, they're fun. Yeah, so like my smallest setup is so I've got a seven six um, medium light rod that I'll throw um, like Ned rigs and like finesse tubes on. Um, basically just the, when the, when, when they don't want to bite anything else, drag this around. And yeah, I mean, you know, anybody that's seen a Ned rig, I mean, it's itty bitty hook on an itty bitty head and I'll run, I've got 10 pound, um, 10 pound braid to six pound fluoro on it right now. Um, you know, it depending on what lake I'm in, if I'm fishing deep or shallow or whatever, I might. I'll try to flirt up to like eight or whatever, but a lot of it has to do with water clarity. Um, you know, yep. if, if it's, you know, if we haven't had rain for a while and the water's crystal clear or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to shy down more to that, that six, six pound test. And then, you know, if it's a little dinge or say we're going to, you know, a part of the lake that, that just naturally has dingier water, you know, I might play with, you know, eight to 10 and just to, uh, just depending on how much structure I'm around. Right. Yeah. I do the same thing. If I can get away with it, I'm going for a little bit heavier test just because you want to get these fish out of rocks. If you need to out of the current, you're fighting the current too, a lot of the time. So if I can get a little extra horsepower, I'm getting extra horsepower. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's awesome. That's great stuff, guys. I feel like there's so much that we could talk about on these topics and I know we could go forever. So that's why we definitely need to, plan and get a full episode going more tips episodes i hope our listeners out there can actually message us and you know say hey listen give us some questions and you know we'll shoot them over and we'll get them answered on the on on here and anything that you need to know about fishing because like i said you know i'm not very knowledgeable when it comes to this kind of stuff and i'm picking up from you guys and it's awesome just listening to all the different techniques and weather and moon phases and everything that we incorporate with hunting and how it you know it pushes over to the fishing community as well. But yeah, this is awesome, man. I, I think we definitely got to get a full episode real soon going with this stuff. And uh, I think our, I think we all agree that there's a lot of fishing that we can talk about here and a lot of stories we can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. have plenty of those. Yeah, if there's one so, thing about anybody that fishes for more than two minutes is they've got good stories to tell. Good stories. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the next thing I get to do is I am going to tease our fall line that's coming out October 15th. 
October 15th. I'm going to let me before, I said it twice. So it's got to be right now, right? October 15th. It is. We are dropping the new fall line and I get to be I get the honor and privilege of teasing our new stuff that's coming out. And with this episode, I think it's only fitting if we mention the new Fish Lift Eat shirt and sweatshirt are coming out. The Deadlifting Bear. Look at that. He's got one on. Both got one on. Am I the only one without a Fish Lift Eat shirt right now? What the fuck? Bro. That's every Bro, game we, we, we've even got the same color on. <laughs> Man, I am slacking okay, on all, fish for, for all the listeners, that was not planned ahead of time, but not it worked planned. out so good. Not planned. 100% was planned. I heard you guys before texting back and forth. But with the new fish lift eat gear, we have new hats coming out. The return of the deadlift and bear. Um, we got blaze orange coming out, which is awesome. So we got some really good stuff coming. We'll drop some more hints and maybe some pictures soon about our uh, fall line that's coming up. And again, if you have any questions or you need any topics that you need answered, reach out to us, guys. Shoot us a message on uh, Hunt Lift Eat Official or the Hunt Lift Eat Podcast Instagram page. Uh, I really appreciate you guys stopping by today. Um, we're going to have to do it again real soon. So, uh, John, where can people find you on Instagram, man? John J. Hatton. Just all one word. No, no dashes, no parentheses or anything like that. I'm actually starting a new little Instagram page, too, but I'll share that on my main page. So don't worry about that. John J. Hatton, all one word on Instagram. Hit me up. Public awesome. account. So, Casey, where can we find you on a social? I'm on Instagram at Casey T English. That's C A S E Y T English, um, all lowercase. Um, yeah, so feel free to send any any inquiries you may have from this. If there's something you want to, you know, if you got questions that you don't want to wait until the next podcast for, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, or also, you know, if you want to send some DMs to the uh, the Hunt Lift Eat podcast um, Instagram account, those that's a good place too to send stuff so that we can get, get it planned out for future episodes. Definitely. Well, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you listeners and we'll see you next week.